Alright, welcome to another Root Issues podcast where myself, Chris, and Steve gather around the table to bridge the generational gap and discuss the root issues of our culture. In this Root Issue episode, we are going to be looking at the millennium and your life, mm. which I think is a perfect t-shirt. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. and bumper stickers, so watch for merchandise. I think people just, what, what's the millennium? What's the millennium? Are you talking about? Like, <laughs> we didn't really do it. Or, yeah, yeah, you know. I still have my rations from Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> They're good for another 10 years. Yes, yes. But no, it was, uh, we're getting close to the end here of Revelation. And uh, obviously 19 and 20, we looked at uh, nineteen chap- uh, chapter 19, verse 11 through 20, verse 10. And specifically, this grand, huge narrative um, of uh, boy, what we're, we're called into—the story of God and how Jesus returns—and we have the, you know, the marriage supper of the Lamb. Uh, that God brings His justice in uh, the Antichrist, and and the evil ones are judged, and uh, and Jesus comes in reigning right on His white horse and the armies of heaven. This is just mm-hmm. awesome. Stuff and and just finding our what's amazing in reading this is finding our place as God's children in the midst of this grand story if we will step into our inheritance. So we kind of threw out there the big mm-hmm. question, you know, that we've yeah. all uh, been hit with at one time or another. Hey, what are you going to do with your life? You yeah. Know? And some of us have been given that question in a harsh way, like, oh, yeah, you're absolutely. not going to amount to anything. What are you going to do with your what life? What are you going to do with your life? You know, and those have been wounds and held people a lot. I mean, Boy, you know how many stories have you heard where nobody believed in in uh, their child, or they never had any affirmation or clarity on their calling? And so, obviously, the difference that it makes in a person's life of knowing their calling, knowing their destiny, knowing their identity is uh, is everything. Yeah. And you know, again, I think we talked even about just all the even the you know the modern you know films like uh, yeah. all the marvel stuff it's you have this same narrative right which is ultimately gospel narrative it is a gospel is, narrative you know there is this idea that I'm n- a nobody you have this person they're trying they're you know they're trying to find themselves and their mess ups yeah. and everything all of a sudden boom they have some wild experience and wow they come into this radical identity of who they really are their new powers and then they go yeah. to save the world right yeah. well that's all just that's all flows every great story in the, in the entire world every great epic story at the base of it, right, is is gospel. It's the it, it, yeah. it is this inside all of our creative hearts is this longing to be a part of something bigger than we are, to have clarity of purpose, and and to know there's a loving God, right, who's called yeah. us into His story and His family, and uh, that's the gospel that yeah. does that right for us, uh, which is pretty awesome. So w- w- what we did is kind of looked at that big picture, and then you know the millennium in our life, and so what does th- that look like? How do we connect these 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 two as such and uh, you know and we looked at a few verses that just talk about being transferred out of this kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of God that uh, this is what happens at salvation is we enter into God's story with great or should be through discipleship greater clarity right of who Mm -hmm. we are our role our purpose our gifting our uniqueness right in this grand story and uh, we looked at, you know, some specific aspects of the gospel, which we'll get to in a yeah, second. But let totally. me just do, uh, for those who are like, ah, oh, what's this millennium thing all about? Let me just give a quick theological dive, if well, we yeah, can. I think you need to, because, I mean, I'm always still just partial to Kirk Cameron's view. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, which everybody's like, Kirk, what's that? Yeah. What? So, you know, uh, I'm mo- I'm will- probably most listeners, most people uh, have been conditioned 
who haven't really studied eschatology, which is the study of the end times, the book of Revelation and end time prophecy in the Bible, most probably have been conditioned with the Left Behind series. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, those kind of things, which is technically called a premillennial mm-hmm. um, view of the end times. And the premillennial position basically says that um, at the coming of Christ, when Jesus returns a second time, he ushers in a, a literal, they take the thousand year, um, years in Revelation 20, literally, Jesus usher, ushers in 20 years of uh, a literal reign on the earth. Yeah. And then you have another battle at the end of that where yeah. Satan's released again. And then the new heavens and earth you know, come in. Uh, after that, typically, not for all, but typically premillennialists also are pre-trib mm-hmm. meaning that they believe... Uh, that uh, Jesus, the rapture of the church before the tribulation yes. happens, right? So that's the one view. Uh, that is not the view that I, that's the view I was trained heavily in and grew up in, but uh, it's not the one I hold to um, for a lot of reasons. But the next view is called post-millennialism, and this one is not as popular today. There's only a few scholars and people I know who hold this, but it lays latent behind yeah. any kind of triumphalism type of view of life like we're going to go and you've heard maybe the seven mountains we're going to go and influence each of these big areas education hollywood yes so anybody who talks about man we're going to go in and and filter this political system or this you know industry or something for the cause of christ that's a that's triumphalism um and and that has below it whether they know it or not a a post-millennial idea meaning that the church is going to usher in this golden age of a millennialism where more and more people are going to become Christian and we're going to influence the the culture. Uh, This dies out real quick in in most places in the world where you remain in, the church remains persecuted, obviously. So um, the last one is all millennialism and and around the world, this is the main view around the world because any of your more traditional like Catholicism, Mm -hmm. Methodism, um, any of your reformed churches, they all would fall, most all would fall under all mill. Yeah. Which they don't, none of those traditions, like if you grew up Catholic, if you grew up Presbyterian, Methodist, the chances are you never heard a sermon on Revelation because they just don't, yeah. or any reformed church, <laughs> they just don't, they just don't spend much time there. Yeah. And, uh, but they hold to an all mill, which means that all mill would mean there isn't a millennium. In other words, they would say that all of the, this thousand years was fulfilled in Jesus's uh, ministry in past yeah. history for the most part. I hold the other view. This is the view I, I definitely hold now. Um, I, a better terminology that some scholars have put to it is inaugurated millennialism. When mm-hmm. Jesus came, he inaugurated the kingdom of God. He ushered yeah. in. Right through his ministry and through Pentecost after he ascended, the Holy Spirit coming, a new age, the yes. church age, where we live by the Holy Spirit, right? Uh-huh. We're spirit people. And we are to represent the kingdom of God and we're to be uh, agents of light in a dark world, two unto yeah. the nations, right? And uh, th- this view, this last view, we call it all millennialism or inaugurated millennialism is, is more accurate, meaning that Jesus, when he ushered in the kingdom, he ushered in this, this, this millennium period. Yeah. Um, no number in the book of Revelation is to be taken ser- uh, seriously. That's fine. That's no, you take them all seriously, but uh, to be taken literally. 
is uh, so that thousand years is not. You can go to Psalm ninety. You can go to Second Peter two. It, yeah. it, this is is not to be taken as a literal thousand years, but as an imagery of Jesus inaugurated this this reign, this thousand year period of a of a unique uh, situation, which where the church is to uh-huh. represent the kingdom of God until Jesus returns. Yeah. Right. And when and this is what makes sense about this when you get in, we looked at on Sunday Revelation twenty that yeah. You know, Satan's going to be, he was bound for a thousand years to not deceive the nations. Well, boy, it's how you read that. And we know uh, that he'll be released again so he can again, right, rally the nations against God's kingdom. So the flow of Revelation just makes a lot more sense, clarity and everything to see that uh, Jesus is resurrecting. He bound Satan. Uh-huh. Now, not fully. That's not what that language means. But no, simply yeah, so totally. he can't rally the nations, like we see in the Old Testament, against Israel well, and totally. Zion. Yeah. But at the end, when Jesus returns, right, somewhere in the tribulation period, before the Antichrist is revealed, it says in Thessalonians, right, the restrainer will be released, right, um, from so that the Antichrist can appear on earth and uh, rise to power and mm-hmm. rally the nation. Again, this is when Satan's power will be released on the Antichrist, right? Absolutely. As we've seen in Revelation, this increase in spiritual signs, of evil signs, yeah. wonders, and miracles in the end. And then when Jesus returns, you have one battle that ends it all. We don't need two, one in the front, like, the like front. a premillennial, and one in the back. But the Gog and Magog, if you've heard of any of that, Ezekiel 38, 39, that is one time. And, and it's the same battle we read about in chapter 19 of Revelation. Chapter 20 of Revelation is the same battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, that uh, Jesus um, uh, uh, comes in with full judgment and throws those guys into the lake of fire and then ushers in the new new heaven and new earth, which we'll get to in verse chapter 20 of 22. Whew. Yeah. How, uh, no, I mean, I mean, I think that makes so much more clarity to it, you know, because it is, it's a lot to wrap your brain around. Oh, yeah. And there is a lot of just so much conversation at different times that spin around in people's heads. I think, like, the largest for most of us, even, you know, younger people would be, you know, the um, Kirk Cameron series, right. you know, just that whole process because there's not a lot of people who write about it or deal with it. Right. And so any influence you get, you're like, oh, well, that's influential. That's yeah. something that helped me understand it. But looking at it that way, I mean, I think people yeah. don't want to contend with the fact <laughs> that Satan is bound somewhat right now. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, I've always looked at it like, you know, like with grace and in the covenant, covenantal, the period that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. That he has power, but it is restrained. Yeah, it was, and it's, it's not loose. fully loose because if it was right. fully loose, oh, yeah. oh my goodness, right. we would see so much destruction. And I like how you just brought in just because I think a lot of us, you know, just the Old Testament view of just the nations coming against Israel, right. it's being sacked, and Jerusalem Psalm is being two. torn down. You know, just back and forth, back and forth. But yet, where we don't see that so much, like it stayed as its own nation, it hasn't been upheaved and so then you can say okay well yes he's bound for this time so let's geek out a little more yeah. I, I think this is why I also believe in the the, the construction of the temple again yes. in Israel um, again most all mill uh, pretty much all all mill people do not, you know, all, some go replacement theology, which means they believe the church replaced Israel, which uh-huh. I absolutely do not hold to that. Uh, and so they believe there's no need for the temple anymore. I believe that the building of the temple in Israel is exactly the thing that yeah. is going to cause the uh, great rebellion of the nations. And mm-hmm. the Antichrist will, yeah. will, Daniel says, is going to sign this this agreement, right? And Revelation backs this yeah. up, all right, halfway through the, um, uh, the tribulation. Yeah. Um, and then break it, right? Mm-hmm. And he says he 
he's going to set himself up in the temple. And yeah. um, so these are all things that we've seen enacted in past history right, yeah. that God's allowed. And, and they're going to be completed mm-hmm. right once and for all with the arch enemy of all, yeah. right? The Antichrist with Satan obviously empowering him um, in the end. So, uh, you know, there's th- just this beautiful story. I, I love the, you know, chapter 19, talking about Jesus coming on a white horse. He's mm-hmm. got his sword. He, you know, and with the armies of heaven and realizing as that's described, that's the angelic host. Yes. Because he says in the Gospels, the angels of heaven will come with him. But also in uh, Revelation 17 and in the beginning also, it says we will be with him. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah, totally. So, wow. I mean, that's, the, you know, you, you think of the Lord of the Rings or something. And because yeah. Tolkien got, this is where he got his inspiration for all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And uh, so, uh, you know, inside all of us, we want to be a part of some big epic thing. Yeah. And we know it. And, and uh, so the, only the gospel can release in a person, that identity, that security, right, and that kind of understanding of preparation, transformation to reign. Mm-hmm. And boy, we talk about children, talk about youth. Oh, absolutely. There's anything they need is they why why depress why all the anxiety why all these identity yeah. wrestles today is because man, they are ripe for the gospel. Well, no, they're totally ripe for the gospel. And then as you got into it, you know, you were like, as you kind of started out, like you know. You know, what are you going to do with your life? You know, that's that's such a bold question. And, and it's not like, what are you going to do with your life when you graduate college? But, like, what are you going to do with your life? Because you're alive now, you know. And so just even on the last family mission trip, you know, that we went on with the Not So Boring Bible crew, like, I got to see a picture of my children. Like, Ambler and Samuel, they were, like, task doers. They were project managers. They were They were busy on a task to... Build the house. Yeah, um, Bergen, you know, just being a little younger, she's painting. But Karis, Karis was all about the relationship. Yeah, you know, she was learning every kid's name. And so it's like, what are they going to do with their life? Well, yeah. Samuel and Ambler, they will probably be taskmasters. They will get lists done. They will be deal closers. But Karis will probably be more relational. And, and you can't put a price tag on that and mm-hmm. say, oh, well, that she's not, she didn't get anything yeah. done because you yeah. don't know. But right. I mean, and so it is, it's just valuable. Like you're already seeing, like, what are they going to do with their life? Well, they're already doing it, yeah. Yeah. but it's just not being acknowledged. Right. And then, boy, you know, the goal of parents ultimately, yeah. or just, you know, youth pastors or people who come alongside is to just, you know, bring alive that, those gospel promises. Absolutely. Of, you know, uh, of identity and security, all those things mm-hmm. that um, that our hearts long for. We yeah. need those, right, to come more fully. And, I mean, look at the difference between somebody who's operating under calling, right? Mm-hmm. And this is what we always pray. We always journey with all of our children on calling. Don't just yeah. go to that college or, or this or that. But, boy, have you, and to throw it on, have you prayed about that? Yeah. Has God spoken to you? You know, yeah. I'm not going to, you know, we had some kids who says, no, I don't want your opinion, mom, dad. Other kids said, no, we're not going to, what do you want? What should I do? You know, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's like, no, what is the Lord saying? Give yeah. them time to rest with that. And God wants to call. He wants to lead you. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, that, that's just such a key part of discipleship, right? Is learning how to listen yeah. to the voice of call. But wow, what a difference in our life when we know God has called us. Yeah. Now, that goes, obviously the main call is salvation itself yeah. in the beginning. But then that calling is worked out. Like Paul says, live in a manner worthy of your calling. In other words, yeah. flesh that thing out in its uniqueness. Um, and so we had three, you know, things here we, yeah. we said to kind of focus on, on that. 
uh, the millennium use. We look at this grand story, and mm-hmm. we're called into that. And I'm not, and we're not going to live with that kingdom mindset and fully come alive because this reigning and ruling and, and serving the kingdom now, because the, the kingdom's yeah. inaugurated now. We're to it's be already living, happening. It's, it's happening. around us. We're to, as Jesus said, we're to be spirit-filled yeah. people, right? Continuing His ministry. And so the first one is the gospel reveals our true identity. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Nothing, it's the complete package. Yeah. I, I think I just want to, we have to just herald this today because yeah. most people's minds, it's, I need a little of that gospel, but I need yeah. this, I need that, I need this. No, Jesus plus nothing, gospel plus nothing. Yeah. The gospel is all you need for life and godliness. Yeah. It's a promise if we'll take it by faith and we'll yeah. pursue it. And, and, and for a person's identity, God is the one who created each yeah. of us. And he is the only one who ultimately can write un- unlock that. And now, we need other people involved. We need counselors. Yeah. We need youth pastors. We need friends. We need faith friends. We need, you know, people to walk alongside us and help, right, encourage us in, yeah. in all those things. And the second one is just the gospel secures our place in God's family. Mm-hmm. And again, the deep, all the... For all of us, this desire to belong, to have a place, to have a have a family. As we talked about last week at Easter, a seat at the table, yeah. right? And only the gospel ultimately does this. And no matter how traumatic your life is or your family life is or the you know the abuse in the past, the darkest situation, the gospel is the only thing adequate enough, right, to secure someone adopted into the family of God, securing a place at the table with God, adopted in the family God as a child of God mm-hmm. um, and, and just to flesh those things out, right? And and then the last one is just the gospel. And, and I think many times in, in our um, equipping and discipleship, yeah. we, we stop right there, those yeah. two things. And we don't get to the third, which the gospel transforms us to reign and rule mm-hmm. with Christ. Because that's big stuff. Now yeah. we're now Jesus calls us to partner with Him in kingdom living. Yeah. We're no longer citizens of this world. He's transferred you out. You, right? My allegiance is to the heavenly kingdom, and mm-hmm. I'm to live for that under those the reign and rule of Christ. Uh, and that means we are to bring, like the Lord's prayer, we're to bring heaven into into situations. We're to be an advocate, right, for the things of the kingdom. See, yeah. first the kingdom of God. All these things, right? Yeah. And. Uh, Boy, this is where it get the the abundant life comes. Right, mm-hmm. we see the Spirit move in our lives. We use our gifts, use our uniqueness, right to uh, to be a force of salt and light and, mm-hmm. and power in the world. You know, but I mean, I think you got to go all the way back. I was gonna like do a big break screech, yeah. you know, as you, when you jump to two. But mm-hmm. I think when you look at like the gospel tells us who we are. I think when most people hear the word gospel, they think, you know. Salvation. Right. And I think that is like the biggest, you know, shortcoming and lie that has been put out there is, oh, you know, you heard the gospel, you responded to the gospel, you responded to the gospel on another step, and you went to baptism, so you are secured in God's hand for eternal life. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I, I've known, like, families who have, like, rejoiced, like, oh, mm-hmm. Ooh, that one, that was our last child. Ooh, crossed the finish line. They accepted right. Christ the other night, Chris. And, you know, hey, when's the next church baptism? They're probably going to want to get baptized. And it's like, okay, job done. Yeah, right. And I think that's our biggest shortcoming. Absolutely. You know, when we look at, like, if life is a story and we're invited into this incredible epic story right. that goes beyond our own understanding, then we have to see that it goes beyond just salvation. 
And then that that becomes the shortcoming. That's like the open door. That's the door yeah. to enter into the kingdom. Yeah, a whole absolutely. New way of living. Yeah, and we've missed that kingdom language. And so this is great. You, know, you go back to the Olivet Discourse, Matthew twenty four, where Jesus gives his kind of big the mm-hmm. summary of the Book of Revelation, basically. In verse fourteen, Jesus says this, and this gospel, the gospel of the kingdom, mm-hmm. will be preached throughout the world. As a testimony to all nations. Yeah. So there's that nation thing again, right? Yeah. Uh, Because Satan's been bound right now so that the Great Commission can take over, that Mm -hmm. the nations, every tongue, tribe, and nation, the nations can be plundered now, right, for the kingdom of God. And it's bringing citizens of every nation in the world into be citizens of the kingdom of God, right? Mm -hmm. Because God is patient. Yeah. This this period of time is going now well over 2,000 years to... Right, because God desires, he's patient, he desires all to come to saving knowledge of, of who he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the gospel, you're, you're exactly right, is it's the gospel of the kingdom. Yeah. Right, so the message is not just about me, personal me being saved. I, yeah. I, I walked the aisle, I said the prayer, I went to camp, yeah. I said the prayer. Uh, that's just the, the cracking of the door, mm-hmm. right? It is the kingdom. You are now transferred in a whole new identity. Yeah. Now when you start talking about what that looks like well no and i mean it's like i think some of that is lost on us because we're not oppressed and i mean you know the nation of israel the jewish not people <laughs> well they were oppressed right. by their own people right. with the binding of the law mm-hmm. and so you could almost say that they were almost oppressed by god in the giving of the law which they begged for which they cried for like mm-hmm. give us a king give us a law mm-hmm. we don't want just you and so if you were a Jewish person who was held up by all of the different laws, all the different requirements, and then you hear the gospel, and it's a new kingdom, and you're longing for a new kingdom because you're under Roman captivity right. as a kingdom, and you don't have your own identity, mm-hmm. then you're like, wow, this is a new way to live. I no longer have to worry about Sabbath restrictions. I no longer have mm-hmm. to worry about this and that and those types of elements. Right. You are now free. To love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And you lived out of those two commands. And that's what you see taking off so much in the book of Acts. Absolutely. You know, everybody likes surrendering what Mm -hmm. they have, making sure everybody is taken care of in this communal life of this is the new kingdom being played out. But we don't live that way. We Mm -hmm. feel like our biggest enemy is death. And death Mm -hmm. is our biggest enemy, but when we move from death into eternity— at the time of salvation, right. now we're moving into this new identity. And I think that's a lot of what y'all have been hitting, you know, with the seven different yeah. elements in discipleship and spiritual growth of like, are we right. taking everything that we are right. offered or are we leaving right. everything behind? All I got was the appetizer. Mm-hmm. Jesus prayed for the whole meal, mm-hmm. alcohol included, yes. and dessert. But I'm just going to take the appetizer and I'm going to yeah, have water because, good. you know, and so it's you're a like, feast. We need to feast. Yeah, on we, the whole we thing. need to feast on the whole thing and allow the gospel to infect our entire life. Absolutely. Into every aspect, every core. It's good. It's real good. And so, yeah. And so, I mean, yeah. And so then when I look at like, you know, the gospel, you know, secures us in God's family, mm. you know, like what is your family? And I mean, when we we had a uh, family life gathering this last Sunday and I went down because I needed my little clicker to advance my PowerPoint slides and it was on another computer and so I went downstairs and there are my children and some other children taking care of the other children yeah, beautiful. and then when I went upstairs I was like the image I had was 
they're all just brothers and sisters. And, you know, yes, some of them were paid Mm -hmm. child care specialists is what I call Mm -hmm. them. But yet the atmosphere was like one of the kids had gone down. And then there was, you know, my chorus, and she came in with compassion, like, oh, my gosh, come here. Are you okay? Let me talk to you. Because everybody else just wanted the game to continue on. You know, and so it was. It was like, you know, just, you know, they're all playing their different roles in the family, but it was just family. And so it was like a beautiful image, and that's what we should be walking into. And our American culture just keeps us so isolated and Mm. keeps us so pigeonholed into our roles. And so I don't care what you do for a living. You know, but your calling is to be a child of God in his larger family. That should overflow into your workplace, but it should really radically determine how do you see life each day when you get out of bed. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's good. You know, Chris, just in closing for me, I I just, I found this quote by Tim Keller and just, Mm -hmm. boy, it's been making me really think. This is, you know, connecting to this kingdom. Yeah. Are we living, you mentioned the book of Acts, you know, they, 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 it didn't bother them that Rome, once they were delivered, yeah, now, they, they now were free. Our citizenships in, in the kingdom of heaven that's yeah. coming, not in Rome or that somebody's going to deliver us from yeah. Rome. And that gave them the freedom and the boldness to mm-hmm. step out and bring the gospel, right, around to the known world at yeah. that time, right? They, you know, and this is what gave them the freedom to lay their life down ultimately mm-hmm. for Jesus. Was, yeah. no, this isn't my kingdom. This isn't where my hope is. Yeah. You know, uh, and because they were serving a new eternal king. Absolutely. And uh, so Keller says this in in criticizing kind of the church today, says they become most exercised and emotional, not in worship, but over flashpoint political and cultural issues. That is a sign of a spiritual vacuum on Christians' lives Mm -hmm. in emptiness. And boy, we could just let that sink in Mm -hmm. right into our lives is to really ask the question, what do I get most excited about yeah. in conversation? What riles me up? What do I get really excited, passionate most about? Mm-hmm. For a believer, if they're kingdom-minded, if they're yeah. really understanding what salvation, their totality of the gospel of the kingdom is mm-hmm. doing and securing for them in eternity, boy, when we show up to gather together to worship, um, there should be no football game, no playoff game, yeah. no, no, no political discussion. Nothing should... Uh, we should bring our entire being, that's the scripture mm-hmm. says, to worship him. Yeah. Our, our mind, body, everything, right? To yeah. give him glory, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. And I mean, you know, it's like, you know, you look at something like coming from Keller, and he is part of the American church. And so his criticism is pointing back to himself, too, just like, sure. you know, are we leading well? Are we all holding each other accountable? Because, I mean, it's like if somebody comes to me and they're in despair of something, I'm not going to be like, what's the matter with you? You're part of the kingdom. Right. Are you worried about this? You know, but I'm going to redirect them and re-remind them that, you know, they serve a bigger God. And it may be a problem that's staring them in the face, but my job is to pull them back so they can see the whole wall. That's it. That's and be great. like, you know, God has this. And so, yeah, it's not, it's, you know, you're going to have different conversations when you walk into the building at church. And I mean, nothing would be more honorable than if all of our conversations stopped and ceased at the time that worship started and we all just gave him the glory. That would be powerful. But in that, it's like, how do we respond to one another? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and do we respond with a kingdom mentality? <laughs> so anyway, I hope this has been awesome for you. And thanks so much for tuning in to your midweek jolt. Uh, root issues you can always find us at root issues 
at ccaspen.com if you have any questions or comments. And we thank you so much for listening in.